Our planet is in crisis. The climate is collapsing. A great extinction is taking place now. Our species has created this crisis, actively poisoning our own habitat for trivial short-term gain. Leaders and systems everywhere have constantly failed to do anything about the crisis. We are now at Code Red. Survival of our species, the future of our children, and those who share the planet with us is at stake. Can you spare five minutes to save the Earth? Hello and welcome. I'm Ray Katz. This episode, episode number five, is called Visibility. To build a movement, you must be seen and you must inspire others to join. Now, on September 17, 2011, a small group of protesters gathered at Zuccotti Park in Lower Manhattan. In August 2018, a young girl began a lone daily protest in front of the Swedish parliament. What did these actions do? They achieved visibility, in part through persistence, but also being an interesting image. What else did they do? They inspired people. Other people joined the Zuccotti Park protest, and in other cities, people imitated the Zuccotti Park protest. And Greta Thunberg inspired others to join her movement, which became something called Fridays for Future, where school children boycott school on Fridays because if there's no future, what point does education have? And finally, ultimately, the objective is to inspire action. Now, these movements, neither of them have quite gotten the results that we're looking for, but these things take take time and there are setbacks. And I consider both of these movements, including Occupy, to be an ongoing movement. That movement is merely resting. These things tend to disappear and reappear if they represent actual concerns, actual worries, and actual issues, which both of these movements do. Now, anyone can be part of a big change. Greta said no one is too small to make a difference, and that's something that's very important. Sometimes we're uh, too enamored of leaders. We can't wait for a Susan B. Anthony or a Martin Luther King or a Mohandas Gandhi. We can't even wait for a Greta Thunberg. We must be the change we want to see in the world. Now, climate scientists have warned us that the Earth is at code red. This is the last call for humanity. This is the situation now. Our time is very short. Now, even though the movements I described are not yet over and they haven't completed their missions, uh, they did achieve certain things. And let's look at what those three things are. They created mass movements of ordinary people. They kept the focus on the issues while the uh, status quo and the media tried to make uh, the protesters themselves the issues, but the protesters weren't having it. They would project, we are the 99% on buildings. And Greta, too, has kept the spotlight off herself and on the issue. She points out repeatedly, our house is on fire. And Greta doesn't say, listen to me. She says, listen to the scientists. And these movements and movements like them, they're very visible reminders that something is wrong and that people are restless. And this worries those in power because they're being challenged. 
there is a very real danger that fossil fuel use could be ended. People could decide to cooperate and work together and care for each other, and that our leaders and their systems could fail to stop us. These movements, by their very existence, invite like-minded people to join. Now, we often hear that these movements are ineffective, that they failed, that they didn't succeed in getting any major legislation passed. But passing legislation isn't success. Success for us will be slashing fossil fuel use, replacing a culture of hate with one of kindness, and replacing greed and selfishness with generosity and love. That is what success looks like. Legislation is acting within their system, a system that has repeatedly demonstrated that it is incapable of fixing this crisis. This system is simply a tool to empower a wealthy minority to control the rest of us, to use us for their personal benefit. So we shouldn't be measuring success by how it affects the system. We should be measuring success by the actual results we are seeking to achieve. And these achievements are largely outside of or in defiance of the system. Occupy made it obvious to everyone who cares about inequality and injustice that there are others who care about inequality and injustice and want to do something about it. They made people who are motivated by caring and justice let them know that they are not alone, that there are others. And that was a big achievement of Occupy, and it has permanently changed the culture and the thinking of people everywhere. So, you know, at minimum, leaders have to respond to the challenge. They can't pretend it does not exist. So this is not complete success, but this is certainly not failure. This is a work in progress. So Occupy has not failed, and Greta hasn't failed. And her Fridays for Future is ongoing. These movements aren't dead. Occupy is sleeping and Greta is still very active. I mean, if you look back historically how movements develop and the history of movements, solidarity, the Polish movement that eventually overthrew a dictator and took power, well, that movement initially failed or appeared to fail. The movement was crushed and the leaders were arrested. But in the end, solidarity reemerged and solidarity won. And we, too, can win. This is not over. For our worldwide mass movement, we are just beginning. We are looking for visibility. We are looking for our spark. So what do we need? What does this movement need? What do we need to do? How does our movement start? How can we become visible, especially to each other, to those who care? Well, we've been discussing these ideas and strategies on... Uh, some of these live online video chats we've been holding, what we call virtual climate parties or VCPs. You can learn about these meetings and how to attend them from the website earthrebirth.team. So check that out on earthrebirth.team. Some ideas we've had so far are, well, number one, landmark protests, which is videotaping your own statements about the climate and what needs to be done, and that we need to band together to force action, well, uh, those can be uh, videoed easily with a smartphone phone in front of a local landmark. I happen to be in Philadelphia, so I could do it at oh Independence Hall or the world-famous Love Sculpture. You can do it at whatever passes for a landmark where you live. 
So that's one thing. We can you know, produce these videos, post them online, encourage others to do similar videos, and tag them with the identical tags so they can be found. We can do something called Climate Samizdat. Uh, this is uh, based on an old Soviet dissident idea, which were uh, little guerrilla publications where they spread ideas uh, by uh, actually using carbon paper and a typewriter to uh, produce uh, small publications that they would pass around. Well, I would, uh, we would produce our climate samizdat and maybe put them at uh, the counters of independent bookstores for free distribution or uh, basically any kind of coffee shop or outlet that could be used for this kind of distribution and encourage people to contribute and create their own climate samizdat and then have this sort of movement in the physical world of writings that appear uh, that aren't searched for on the web necessarily, but are actually in the world. And then, of course, there's the VCPs themselves, these virtual climate parties. They are groups of people. They are essentially little mini embryonic movements of strategists and people who are ready to act. And we even have letters, letters to uh, influential people, to uh, politicians, to wealthy people saying, hi, we're on to you. And we're not following you anymore. And you better keep your eyes open because we're out to actually save the planet and do something that's going to be very, very good for your children and ultimately for you because if the planet survives, your children will not hate you till their dying days for what you did to their planet. So anyway, these are some ideas, uh, but there will be more. And uh, part of the idea is that we will hold these virtual climate parties and people will contribute to their ideas and we'll discuss things and we will generate new ideas and we will test these ideas. So what do we need now? What do we need to do now? Well, we need a core group of energetic and active people. We don't need that many, but we need more than we have. We need this core group and we need people who are ready to generate ideas and to test tactics. We need people who have uh, persistence as a quality, or maybe at least within the context of these groups, uh, can uh, act with persistence. And we need to learn from our uh, mistakes and successes. We need to make adjustments as, ne as necessary. So uh, the view is that with the right core of people, we could be on our way to testing multiple tactics simultaneously, choosing a winner and working to generate that spark that launches a truly effective movement. Now, we're just looking for that spark, the kind of spark that took down the Berlin Wall. We're looking for that magical moment when the powerless become powerful. We are looking to turn things around. Our so-called leaders and their failed systems will never do the job. So it's up to us. Are you ready to join, to do your part? Thanks for listening. I'm Ray Katz. We have 8 billion people on the planet. Too many people. At least 1 billion of us are aware of the crisis we face and desperately want to help. But we feel alone, anxious, and powerless. But we are not alone. Find the others. Tell them we can do this. We can work together. We can change things. In fact, only we can do this. Talk with the others. Tell them about this podcast. Let's get together. Let's find our way. Let's take five minutes to save the earth.